BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Hello and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin. Welcome. You're listening to Dr. Kevin Coughlin. This is Ascent Dental Solutions with uh, an expertise in training, knowledge, education, and development. Although the variety in most of our listeners are from the dental profession. I'm happy to introduce a guest that can maybe make our lives significantly better. In my 35 years of practicing dentistry, I've had the opportunity to see over 100,000 patient visits a year. So you can imagine the number of people I come across. And every once in a while, I come across someone that I say, geez, I'd love to emulate. I see someone who has the right uh, moral compass, the right educational background, and I'm happy to introduce Mr. Joel Daring. His expertise over the last 35 plus years have been coaching, team building, and successful team building and coaching. And I thought he would bring uh, an area that many times we overlook. And without any further ado, I'd like to introduce Mr. Joel uh, Daring. Joel, thank you so much. I'm so excited about your business and how you're expanding it to uh, the teaching and educational profession and how uh, you can bring insight to building a dental team or medical team. Yeah, I think, you know, I think leadership, you know, 
is critical in all organizations, Kevin. And so whether it's you're leading as a as a coach or the years that I was in athletic administration or now I'm working with graduate students, you know, I think uh, that really is where it comes down to is we're working with people. We're trying to help people. So, and that's kind of what I'm trying to do as I'm kind of maneuvering my way into a new business model with this Mm -hmm. Daring Leadership LLC. So uh, Joel, when you deal with the variety of different groups, when you look at some of the, the, the finer points, if you were to narrow it down to three to five bullet points, in your opinion, in your expertise, what are the three biggest bullet points to developing a successful team? Well, I think the first thing is you've got to, you've got to know your people. Um, so whether it's I'm in front of a classroom, like I can't let a class walk out the door and not know their names the first day, quite honestly. That's just part of my style and, you know, I've, that seems simple, but as I, you know, if I show that interest from day one, even if I have to get their names wrong to get them right, it's a great place to start. They know I care about them. And I think, you know, from that moment forward, um, you know, I think now we're trying to build a relationship. I'm trying to invest in their lives. I'm trying to help them in whatever role I was in, whether I was a director of athletics and I had staff members and I was trying to help them achieve their goals. So I think getting to know people, I think that's number one. I, I think you got to, you mentioned moral compass. I think you got to know who you are. Um, and I think before I can help anybody else, I got to know, you know, what I'm, you know, what I'm about. And I think, you know, I, I realized over time after 40 seasons of coaching college, you know, athletes, both men and women, you know, when I got away from coaching and I, and I, that's in my rear view mirror for a few years, I realized, you know what? It was consistent with everything else in my life. I was just helping those athletes. I wanted to help them. I wanted to help them achieve. I wanted to help them grow. So I think, you know, having, you know, just knowing who you are. And then I actually think communication, Kevin, is everything. Like I, I do. I think that, you know, the, you know, having effective conversations with people, having uh, open and transparent conversations, developing active listening skills. I mean, I don't think I'll ever stop you know, recognizing areas where I can improve as communic- as a communicator. And, you know, most businesses, most organizations, when people come in to help them, isn't what they end up doing, helping them have conversations that they don't want to have. Um, so those are, those are three things I think I would start with. I could tell you from the vast majority of our listeners, most of the dental industry has what they call uh, many morning meetings, generally 10 minutes before the start of the day, uh, the group sits down and generally you're looking at problem patients, particular issues that we suspect that we'll have with a client or a patient. And it's always, from my standpoint, a negative meeting not a positive meeting. You know, we know Mrs. Smith, everything hurts her. Uh, Mr. Jones, he doesn't like anything. He's never satisfied. And I've always found that the mini meetings can have a negative tone. Is there some suggestions or comments that you can help us uh, who do provide these meetings and communication to make them more positive so that, that you start off on the right foot, not the wrong foot? Well, you know, what you're talking about, Kevin, is, and this is, you know, people who haven't really been behind the scenes coaching, for instance, it's all about culture. And you're talking about a piece of your culture. You're talking about how you do things. You know, the folks who hear this, you know, they're resonating with you because they do that. And 
you know, day after day, if it's important to have a meeting, but those meetings, you know, really are negative or they're not achieving what you want, then that gets ingrained in your culture. It's probably not, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And so I, so I don't know, you know, necessarily what the solution would be there apart from the fact of recognizing how important the atmosphere and culture we have is. And, you know, so maybe there's got to be something that, that precedes that meeting or, you know, follows that meeting that, that, that creates a buffer around that negativity. I, I don't know what that would be, but, you know, all I know is in the coaching environment and we had kind of a championship level atmosphere. That was, it was no, it was no secret. We were trying to win championships. Not that winning was the most important thing, but everything we did matched that idea within our culture. So we tried to handle ourselves like champions. We tried to talk with each other like champions. We tried to problem solve like champions. And I think that's a lot of the work that I do with team building, whether it was my own teams or now I'm working with other teams or I'm working with companies or I'm working with leaders. And, you know, so I think what you're getting at there is what's going to be so critical there is, well, how strong is that team? Is that, is, that, is that team strong enough to overcome the culture that has these meetings every day that are really difficult? And, and maybe that's the norm, but is the culture, is, are enough things happening in that culture to building a strong team that can withstand that and go on and have a great day after they get through that tough part that they just have to get through? I could tell you with my own experience, which has been fairly extensive over the last 35 years, sometimes the problem is we as small business owners, time is always critical. And yeah. it's difficult sometimes to have a meeting have everyone address their different issues when you really only have five or 10 minutes. And I mm. found that you can go in the reverse. Sometimes a meeting that lasts eight hours, really it's ineffective <laughs> after 40 or 50 minutes. And sometimes yeah. we've got to set up the right culture as you emphasized. So you have an adequate amount of time, but you have to understand that people have uh, places and things to do. A business has to be run. And uh, sometimes right. we have to mitigate those, uh, those factors. Joel, in your expertise, how do you handle in this team building, not necessarily the coach or the leader or the owner with the team members, but the team members with team members. Uh, in any group, there's always disagreements. Uh, there's sometimes animosities and jealousy. And you touched on treating like champions, uh, acting like champions. And true champions uh, can't have that kind of negativity or attitude. How do you uh, foster that? How do you develop it? Well, yeah, no, that, that's a great question, Kevin. And I think that is something that can be helpful in a lot of different environments. For me, it started with the model for coaching, which was my father. And he was an educator, he was a coach, and he was a teacher. He ended up being an administrator. But my earliest lessons in coaching, and I really think I knew I wanted to be a coach by the time I was eight, and I, I'm not exaggerating. I, but the earliest lessons that I remember him telling me stories about giving kids a chance. And what I got out of those stories, and he told me these stories over and over about the early years of coaching when I was too young to watch him coach and those teams and the teams he built. And he would talk about giving kids a chance. And he ingrained that in me. And how, and to answer your question, how that played out was 
look, every single person on my, in my team has to know their role and have to know their value. But you know what? At the end of the day, they need a chance. You know, so they need, they need to find the court. They need to find a big moment. It needs to be about them somewhere along the line because they all want to play. And, and they, you know, in my sport, only six get out there on the court at a time. But I think over the course of a season, are we finding meaningful moments and giving them a chance? And so I think, you know, what does that mean in a business? What does that mean on your staff? Maybe someone's, you know, you know, waiting for a chance to be promoted. Maybe someone's waiting for a chance to get a little extra training. It's just waiting for a chance to be noticed. Uh, but I think, you know, in a team environment, you know, as players, you know, kind of earned themselves, or, you know, kind of earn your trust and earn their place on the team, you know, I was big on empowering, you know, and, you know, my teams, when they played, especially in the sport I coach, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't directing traffic from the sideline. We did our work in preparation and it's a game where the players are making a ton of decisions on the court. My job was to prepare them to be able to, you know, take ownership of their decisions, you know, play hard, play smart. Um, so I don't know if that helps, but I, but I think, you know, just that val- the valuing of each and every person. We've got to find a way to make that meaningful. Let me ask you to touch on with your expertise, Joel. What's your feelings on team building and uh, recognition, whether it be for the players, the employees, uh, the partners, whatever it is in any group, uh, there needs to be some kind of recognition system uh, in some shape or form, and what's your experience and your thoughts on that? Wow, you're hitting on a, a topic that was very important to me. The the idea of remaining commitment in our program when I was coaching was was in this phrase: get to the banquet. So if you became a part of our team, that was the beginning preseason. Whenever we selected the team, but the selection came with. Um, kind of a kind of an obligation and that was if you're going to accept this spot you get to the banquet now if you want to stop playing for the following season the day after the banquet is a time to let me know that's a good time to let us know you haven't let anybody down you started something you finished something and and what's the banquet about in terms of recognition it's about the seniors it's a chance for after four years those who have made that commitment They've given their all. Now the games are done. The championships have, won, championships have been won a loss, and we have one moment where all of those who spent time together know, and they, they know how much each person put into it. We honor our seniors. And that's part of the cultural building because the younger players say, wow, will I get there? Will I make it to four years? Will I have the day where the whole banquet's about us? You know, now we might have given a few other awards, but we made it crystal clear. Our banquet is about the seniors. So that's one response to you. And the second one is we, we did some neat things that where, where maybe some players who otherwise might not be recognized. We like to recognize players along the way. I'll give you two quick examples. One season, on Monday, I would bring in a glue stick and I'd bring in a big spike. And, and, and after a while, they knew they were coming. And I would say, okay, here's the glue stick. This past week, we played five matches. Point to the person who was our glue last week, who kept us together. No matter how we did, who was our glue? And we literally would vote, and somebody would walk out with a little glue stick, which I have had players tell me they still have them. The nail was 
you know, you know, who, who was the tough, mentally toughest player last week? You know, who helped us in adversity? You know, who, you know, was struggling with their own game, but did other things to help us? You know, who was our mentally toughest player? Point to that person, vote. They would go home with a spike. So here's some awards that on face value, right, is not like a nice trophy, a ribbon. It was a glue stick and a spike. And we made something important out of those. And a lot of times, the, that's when the unheralded players, the, and, and those people are important in your organization, every organization, we had a systematic way of maybe it wasn't about who, you know, who had the best statistics, but who's keeping our team moving in a positive way. So, that, I mean, that, that, I'm glad you asked that question. Those were fun things that we did. I wish I had thought of those things early in my coaching career, but when we found some things like that, they really work. Well, the reason I wanted you on the podcast is so many times the experts that speak to the dental profession and the medical profession are dentist and medical physician people. And quite honestly, someone from the outside with your team building experience, with your coaching experience, and your business acumen, you put a light on our profession that many times I think we overlook. And uh, the glue stick, the nail, uh, the empowerment of your team members, employees, uh, that ability to create a positive culture, and to basically say, what is the strategy? What is the goal? So in volleyball or in sports, it may be getting to the championship. And in medicine and healthcare, you want to provide the highest level of care, the highest level of service. So when the men and women receive that care and service, they know that there were no shortcuts. Everybody was trying to deliver the highest level of care and service and the team was working together. And I think people generally want to be associated with that kind of attitude, that we're going to do whatever it takes to make Mr. or Mrs. Smith happy and satisfied. And if we can't, then we look them in the eye and say, we're sorry. Uh, we're going to either have to try another approach or perhaps you're going to have to try a different organization. We haven't been able to meet your expectations. You take the blame and you move on and you'll learn from those experiences to continue to, to bring it to a, a higher level of care and service. And with your expertise and your knowledge uh, of coaching and building teams, my personal opinion is you'll never be successful financially or spiritually or psychologically unless you have a good team that you've surrounded yourself with people that have the, the same moral compass and the same ideas, drives, and desires looking for, as you said, you want to get to the banquet, you want to get to the, the champion. <laughs> That's the goal. Yeah. If you were to talk yeah. to the healthcare professionals one-on-one -on -one right now and you were to say, in your vast knowledge and experience, what would be the most important thing you could emphasize to them to bring to their team to make that team a more healthy environment and a better environment? Well, yeah, you know, that's a great question. I mean, my, you know, going back to my dad, I mean, you know, hey, dad, how am I going to be successful? You show up every day, you do a quality job, come back tomorrow and repeat. And I think quality, isn't that really what it's about? And, you know, having pride 
in what you're doing. And, you know, and I, I've been with, with in your business, uh, Dr. Coughlin, and I've seen the people there and they've taken care of me and they do a quality job and they take pride. And I, and I think, and I think those, that's a place to start. I mean, it starts internally, you know, to, to, you know, to take on the responsibility and recognize I mean, what a huge responsibility in the medical field. You know, I, I, we're dealing with getting a ball over the net, having fun. And yes, we make it really important. But I mean, when people walk into the offices of those who listen to, to this show, you know, or all of us who walk into any kind of a medical building, you know, we, you know, we're anxious, we have anxiety, we have questions, you know, and, and when, when we encounter quality, man, that, I mean, we, we appreciate it. So I think having pride and, and doing a quality job. And I think you mentioned it's consistency. Uh, today you're not up and tomorrow you're down. There's a right. constant consistency that you know that team is going to show up. They may have personal issues. They may have side issues. But at the end of the day, that focus is delivering the highest level of care and service. And I'd like to say that Joel has mentioned several times during this podcast his father. And my takeaway on this is for the dental profession, in many cases, we're the mentors. And I believe mm -hmm. what Joel has said in a certain sub and substance is his father was a role model, he was a mentor. And because he was an exceptional person, an exceptional role model and mentor, those qualities have transcended to his son, Joel. And I think we as dentists, uh, when we start our day or end our day, you must keep in mind that we're the mentors. We're many times the leaders. We set the tone. And if we don't do a good job, our care suffers, our quality suffers, our organization suffers, and the results are our most important asset. Our clientele and patients will suffer. Joel, I can't thank you enough for your time, your expertise. Is there a way people can reach out if they wanted to get one-on-one -on -one coaching or have you do a seminar for their team to help build their team? Is there a way they can reach out, uh, call you, touch base, so you, they can set sure. up an appointment? Yeah. First of all, if you put Joel Deering, D-E-A-R-I-N-G, volleyball, in a Google, you'll find me. That's first. But my new website is being developed right now. It's going to, uh, because we've, we've gone from Deering Volleyball School, that was my first business name, now it's Deering Leadership. But the website's going to be coachjoeldeering.com. So we own that domain name. My, my new website's being developed there that's really going to represent Deering Leadership. And certainly anybody can just go to Springfield College where I'm still working full time. And, you know, I'm not hard to find. But if they, if they want to call, my, uh, my cell phone is 413-883-3696. I'm telling as a personal endorsement to our listeners of this podcast and my close to 100 other podcasts, I fully endorse his expertise, his knowledge, and his commitment. I know you wouldn't be dissatisfied. Uh, he speaks from the heart. And he has a vast amount of knowledge in building not just teams, but successful teams. Joel, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. We'll be in touch. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin. You've been listening to Ascent Dental Solutions with a focus on development, training, and education. I also want to give a shout out and special thanks to Mr. Doug Foresta, Stand Out and Be Heard. Without his expertise and knowledge in podcasting and marketing, I would not be able to bring you uh, these episodes. Thanks again for listening. I look forward to talking to everybody real soon. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.